0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage, go to builtforthestage.com, and we'll be on our way with a free trial lasting seven days where we'll work on marrying your pursuit of a career in theater with your own personal journey in fitness. Hit us up, builtforthestage.com. Go to the gram at Built for the Stage, and I don't know, DM me... Your DM me the first street you ever lived on for a chance to win some free Bill for the Stage swag. Special thanks to BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right, special guest as always. Really excited. A lot of back and forth to schedule this one. It was my fault, so I've been highly anticipating <laughs> this chat. Uh, got to know our guests really just through social media and some... Uh, Common friends within the business as it always goes in this small little world we live in in theater. Uh you might have seen our guest on Broadway in Miss Saigon. Uh they're res- uh, recently just at the signature theater a little bit ago doing a uh, chorus line. Um and yeah, I mean, really their resumes like the Who's Who's list of regional theaters, aside from the Broadway credit. Um, amazing dancer. The content that I see online is Top notch. If you if you're watching it, you can see like my AOK uh hand signal here. But if you're listening, just know top notch. If you want to follow our guest, uh, go to the description of this episode and it'll be there. So let's reveal the curtain. Let's reveal our guest. Please welcome to Build for the Sage podcast, Lena Lee. Hi Lena, how are you? Hi <laughs> Happy Tuesday night. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Let's just jump in with a fun little hot seat game. Real quick answers, as quick as you can, getting a chance to know you. Uh, ready?
1: This makes me nervous. Okay. Take it in.
0: <laughs> Big breath. All right. Do you drink coffee? Yes. How do you take it? Block. All right. Great. That's the same. Uh, favorite snack, treat, thing that like, mm, I need that sweet
1: uh flaming hot cheetos
0: wow so not sweet but that's oh. that's amazing i couldn't handle it i'm getting old and like uh, the older i get the less i can have hot things so i'll vicariously live through you on the <laughs> flaming hot cheetos hilarious uh favorite song or last song that was like on your playlist
1: oh boy um the <laughs> this is not a plug but it kind of is Um, The last song that I have on my playlist right now is Worth It by Haley Kilgore, who is one of my best friends, and she just released this new song, and it is amazing. So I've been listening to it.
0: Listen, Lena, plug it. Us as friends, (laughs) we need to plug each other. You know, we need to say, hey, my friend's doing this cool thing, you know, and then it'll come back around, I'm sure. Uh, All right, nice. Um, What else? Let's go with another favorite of mine. How about like a are, are you in a sneakers or shoes like or heels like what's your favorite like shoe that you would like to wear?
1: Anything where I don't have to wear socks.
0: Okay, noted. No, noted. <laughs> I don't
1: like wearing socks.
0: Okay. You can go favorite or if it's tough you can go top 3. So favorite movie or top 3.
1: Oh, I I am not a movie person.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, that's the answer. That could be your answer. I
1: Pretty bad ADHD, so sitting through a three-hour movie is, like, my worst nightmare.
0: Uh, hilarious. Okay, okay. Uh, favorite role you've ever played?
1: Oh, this one's hard. I have two. Yeah. Um. Uh, my first one is, of course, Connie from Chorus Line. Yeah. She's my girl. <laughs> and then the second role, um, I just did a workshop of The Notebook playing young Allie. no. And that was one of my favorite experiences, getting to kind of help create that character um, from scratch. Like it was one of the most ex- amazing experiences that I've had in theater.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I saw that on your on your credits. I, I want to chat a little bit more about that because I'm definitely uh, intrigued about it. Love the movie. I, well, did you watch the movie before doing it or no?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I watched it like when it first came out when I was in like – Oh, in school. <laughs> right, right, right,
0: right, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Connie, you've played, looks like, what, three times? Connie? Yes. One, two, and three. So basically, I could, like, call you up on a random night and be like, hey, I need you to go to this theater and play Connie. Are you ready? And you could just be like, yeah. Is that the case?
1: Probably. Probably. Connie, I could do. Pilar, I could do like that. Yeah? I've done that show four times. Like,
0: <laughs> That's your jam okay Podcasting. let's get into growing up so you started playing guitar early it looks like and you would sing along to country music i'm reading this on your your website here is this true
1: so um both my parents are musicians and yeah. my dad plays like a hundred million instruments so the very first thing i picked up was guitar um when i was old enough to understand how to play um what was the question? <laughs>
0: The question was, you started, I love that, I love that. Playing guitar, it says you were singing along to country music.
1: Right, so I grew up in this place called Lynchburg, Virginia.
0: Oh, great, that town, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there was a lot of country music going on, and then I moved up to northern Virginia right outside of D.C., but like in the suburbs, which also had a lot of country music. Mm -hmm. So I kind of grew up listening to that. And then kind of got into musical theater, so I have really terrible taste in music.
0: <laughs> no, there's some good country out there. Do you still listen to country at all, or you left that in your pastime?
1: I left that in my pastime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, you're off the hot seat. We can you can breathe. We're, we'll slow down the questions.
1: <laughs> great.
0: That was that was great. All right. All right, so growing up, guitar. Your dad plays a ton of instruments, and you start dancing young, right?
1: Yeah, um, sort so of. I actually started sense. with um, competition cheerleading.
0: Oh, okay. So I you, cheered for
1: a, most of my. childhood.
0: Were you a flyer?
1: <laughs> yes, I was.
0: You? You were a flyer? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Tell me more about that. Sorry to interrupt you, but I was like, uh, she had to. Have been, she was a flyer for sure. She had to have been.
1: absolutely um so yeah I started out um being a competition cheerleader all the way through um my freshman year of college and then I got injured and couldn't really do it anymore Mm. um but I started really I started dancing I'd say like middle school high school I started pretty late for a dancer but I didn't really start like seriously training until college Mm. So I was a very late bloomer.
0: And you went to James Madison, yeah?
1: Yes, I did. For
0: for performance?
1: Yes, for theater and dance.
0: And you were going to, you were intending on doing cheerleading at the same time. I did. That was, that would, that would have been very time consuming, right? That was tough.
1: Oh yeah. But that was just my freshman year. So starting sophomore year, I was like very focused on theater and dance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I played football and it was, it was, it was fun, but it was a lot. It was a lot with, uh, managing theater at the same time. Um, all right. So James Madison, where do you go after graduation? Do you go straight to New York city?
1: No. So right after graduation, I booked a contract doing chorus line. (laughs) So, uh, the day after graduation, I packed up my entire apartment at my school and drove eight hours and I had like my entire life in this little car with me because I didn't have time to go home and drop it off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went into my very first contract right away. And then after that, I moved to New York.
0: And then you moved to New York and then everything was perfect. And New York uh, accepted you with open arms and everything was butterflies and rainbows, right? Right.
1: Oh my god, when I first moved to New York, I cried every night for like 2 months. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's let's sit let's sit and sit on this because I have uh a lot of clients that will be making that that already have and they're making the transition to New York. And they're very discouraged whether it's they're lonely, they're missing family and friends, they're getting told no a thousand times while they're auditioning. Uh tell us about that those first couple of months and how you got through it.
1: Well, I guess what they don't really tell you before you move to New York is that even though it's a city with so many people, it's also such a lonely city because everyone has everything going on. Yeah. And so going from this college environment and then this show environment when you're constantly with people, going from that to like moving into a sublet with people that I didn't really know and... Not knowing um, a lot of people in the city because I just gotten there after graduation um, it was really hard working two jobs i I was up at like five six a.m. every morning trying to get to auditions and then going to work afterwards but you know once you start um, like getting together your group of people and cultivating relationships in New York it just gets easier and easier. Mm and you know before i knew it i had built a whole life here yeah and yeah. now thinking about it i'm like what would i do if i left new york you know like this is my entire life my whole support system is here
0: what would you do what did i do no what would you do what would you do if you left new york where would you oh. where 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 could you see yourself going if anywhere
1: I would probably see myself going back to D.C. Yeah. Yeah, I do love that city. Um, It would be nice being closer to my parents. Um, But honestly, I don't see myself leaving anytime soon.
0: Yeah, New York kind of ruins you that way. Like once (laughs) once you've lived in New York City, every other place you go, you're just like, yeah, this is cool, but it's not New York City. Uh, no,
1: I need that, like, chaos outside my apartment at all times. <laughs> like, if there isn't, like, a screaming woman outside my door, I feel like, where am I?
0: <laughs> that, you know, I always choose about 15, 20 seconds of a snippet to put on Instagram as, like, a teaser. I feel like that should be it. You talking about, if I don't have a screaming woman outside of my my door, where am I? Hilarious. Something's um, not right. So- <laughs> If you were to give advice or go back to uh, your younger self or, or, again, someone that's going through this right now, would you say that, hey, amid, um, uh, amidst the chaos of working and trying to settle into auditioning and da 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 make sure you take the time to, to meet people and build up your circle, and, and that's going to be one of the most important things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd agree? Okay. All right. You heard it from Lena right there. Um, let's go to the notebook. Tell me, tell us about that experience. Um, I don't know how much is hush hush or how much you can share, but just tell us about that creative process to be a part of something new like that. Super exciting.
1: Sure. Um, So basically how it happened was they needed an immediate replacement for young Allie. Um, They had already workshopped this once, I believe. And so this was their second workshop and Um, The choreographer, Katie Spellman, who I had worked with before, called me up and was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, watching Drag Race. And she goes, can you come in tomorrow to do this? It's going to be a little like movement stuff, like blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like one of the things that I've always wanted to do is create a show from ground up. So it just sounded like a really great opportunity. Um, I get in there and it was, like, the most, like, fulfilling, like, artistically fulfilling process that I've ever been a part of. Like, being able to kind of explore and shape the character and, you know, play off of the other characters and cast members. And it was such a great group of people. Like, I met lifelong friends there Um, it was such a safe space. Like the entire creative team was so amazing. They really um, made the space comfortable for everyone to create together and explore and play. And it's also just a beautiful show. Oh my gosh, we were crying every rehearsal.
0: (laughs) The question that I have is, if this continues to be, uh, produced elsewhere. Is there a rain scene?
1: I think that's something you're going to have to see for yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, also I read about you that you're a photographer. Yeah. Yes. Tell me when that all happened and how that's kind of been another artistic outlet for you.
1: Sure. Um, so this was after the second Course line I did, I believe, <laughs> uh back about four years ago. Um I my dad was also into photography. And for a Christmas present, I believe, um, I got a new camera. So I was like, wait, this is something I've always been passionate about, something I always enjoy doing. So why not like do this for real? So, I called up a bunch of my friends and I was like, hey, will you be a model for me just so I can get practice and like figure out, you know, all the lighting stuff and whatever. And so that's how I kind of got started. And then um, from there, I started building clients and I realized that I, what I really like doing is dance and fitness photos. So getting to work with all of these dancers and um, fitness instructors have been really cool because, you know, there's a lot of action to play with instead of just like sitting there taking headshots, even though, you know, I do those too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, nice. So after this interview, I'm going to email you to book you for a for a shoot then. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, be waiting for it or don't be waiting for it. It's gonna happen the second we get off the call you'll get the email. Uh, I
1: love it great
0: I have some some stuff lined up that I need I need taken care of. You also do yoga yeah.
1: Yeah, not so much right now
0: <laughs> okay tell me tell me about that like uh, I love to talk about the ebb and flow of a journey in fitness you know sometimes we're we're on one track sometimes we're on another. Uh, When did yoga serve you and how, why is it currently not with you right now?
1: So, um, I've always gone through these cycles of being like really, really focused on working out and then being too overwhelmed with life to get myself there again. Uh (laughs) Um, so yoga has kind of been, one thing that's been kind of con- been consistently there where i don't feel like i'm killing myself but i'm still getting that um workout in yeah right now for the past couple months um i've just kind of had a hard time um finding time for myself i guess okay it's been kind of a crazy couple weeks and Um, being in dance shape and being in like fitness shape, it's two different things, really. Um, so for the last couple months, I guess I've been focusing more on getting into dance shape because of all these self-tape auditions coming in, in in-person dance calls that are happening now. So, you know, yoga is something that I will bring back into my life (laughs) at some point.
0: There we go. Okay, cool. A nice little cool down after your, you know, your dance class or your audition or or, or a prep for it. To It's always good to to use to prep for things for sure.
1: Yeah, I uh, keep forgetting that I'm too old to like not warm up or cool down anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm bad about it. Uh, speaking of like ADHD, I, I just when I know what the workout is, I just want to get straight to it. So it's tough for me to like slow down when I first get to training and to warm up. So I'm with you on that. Uh, Let's jump back into something. This has all been fun, but let's jump into something funny. I read about your ability to eat two Chipotle burritos in one sitting. Tell me about that because I would love, I hope I want to like join in on that festivity. I might hit up three maybe instead of two, but like what's your, what's your order? What's your go-to order when you're going down the line?
1: Okay. So I get a steak burrito, white rice, no beans, so extra rice instead of the beans. Okay. Um, depends on what mood I'm in, steak or chicken. Yeah. Uh, get some hot sauce on there, corn, salsa, um, lettuce, cheese, wok, of course. And that's about it.
0: And if you're going to have two, is that going to be the order for, for both? That's how you're going to have both? Yeah. <laughs> wow! And how about have you ever like have you ever gotten like a stopwatch on this and how long it t- it takes you to have the two the two burritos? Oh
1: God, no! But it depends on how hungry I am, honestly.
0: All right, let's be come on, let's be honest. How many times have you actually gone to Chipotle and had two burritos in one sitting?
1: I'd say at least twice.
0: Wow! Hey, amazing! I think we should. I I was just uh, I was chatting with another guest, like. Theater content media, as far as like highlighting uh, performers, tends to be pretty regularly the same. So I think your spotlight should like involve the interview being at Chipotle while you're eating the two burritos. Like that's what that's what the people want to want to see. You know, I think that's what people want to see. All right, what's um what's coming up this fall that you're looking forward to? Doesn't have to be theater based. It could be a trip. It could be a visit to family. It could be whatever. What's going on this fall that you're like, oh, I can't wait.
1: Um, This fall, I am mostly doing um, like pre-production things for new shows. And hopefully we'll be doing more workshops here and there, which I'm really excited about. Because, again, it's creating a new show from scratch and um, with my experience that I have with notebook, I'm just so much more excited to get into that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, other than that, hopefully I'll go get to see my family for a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, holidays are right around the corner, so I would love to spend some time with them. Um, my brother is in St. Louis right now, finishing up school at Webster, so I don't get to see him very often. Um, so hopefully... You know, we can plan another visit.
0: Yeah. He's and also a performer, yes, from the Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> so everyone that's listening, I saw this uh, photo of Lena and her brother in front of the, I guess, a marquee or like a red carpet type of banner in the background. Must Was it opening or closing of the show? Closing. The closing of the show. And I'm I hit up uh, Lena without reading the caption, and I'm like, "Hey, tell me about Karate Kid, whatever." And she's like, "Actually, it's my my brother that was in it." So, what's <laughs> your brother, what's your brother's first name?
1: His name is Josh.
0: Josh. All right, young Josh out of Webster. Your older sister Josh paved the way for you in this musical theater haven here. Uh, yeah, do, you, do you ever does he does he like hit you up for advice a lot, or how's that relationship with you both being in the business?
1: Um, we actually hit up each other for advice a lot. Um, we would send each other audition videos and he straight up tells me, Lena, this is not good. Do it again. Or like, Hey, you look pretty good in this. Send it in. Yeah, um, He's a very harsh critic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, um, I like, I mean, my personality, I like that. You know, I'd rather have someone tell me, the straight up truth of what they believe, as opposed to sugarcoating it and, and just saying, "Oh, it's great." <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, so it's been really nice to have a sibling that understands what you're going through. And now that he's like about to leave school and like really enter this industry, um, it's just nice to be able to kind of pass on the things that I learn so that he doesn't make the same mistakes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he has a huge asset in you like a tour guide, uh inside scoop guide. You're you're going to be a lifesaver for him. That's that's awesome. So, your parents being musicians, they I'm assuming they were supportive of you going into this this field. Yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, not always the case um, for, you know, people with quote-unquote normal parents, you know, that don't really understand the industry. So you're a, you're a family of artists. That's, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: When
0: when you were growing up, did you have like family room productions where you were putting on musicals in the living room or something?
1: I mean, we definitely used to have jam sessions together. Um, But when, when I was younger, um, my parents were still touring around Korea. And so I would go with them and kind of like jam out with the band that was there Yeah. So it was always a somewhat of a musical experience being with my parents.
0: (laughs) You lived there until you were five, right?
1: Uh, No, I wasn't. Yeah, I was in Korea until I was five and then moved to Virginia after that.
0: Yeah. So with your your parents being musicians and your brother being in the industry, when let's say you go home for the holidays, like what's the go to songs that you jam out to like when you sit around uh chilling out like what songs are y'all just playing with instruments and singing and what's your what's your list what's your set list
1: oh god <laughs> honestly it changes um yeah it changes every time i see him but i feel like the one go-to musical that we always like kind of go back to is waitress <laughs>
0: yeah okay
1: like we both love that show so you know, whenever we're in the car driving and Waitress comes on, we're, like, jam into it, you know? Yeah.
0: How about Korean culture? Growing up, was that still, like, in the States once you moved, was that still a part of your upbringing?
1: Um, yes and no. Uh, this is an interesting question. Um. Growing up, I had a lot of struggles with kind of um, – working through that Korean culture versus American culture that I was both exposed to at such early age. Um, so there was always that like constant, like fight of, Hey, you should do this because you're Korean. Hey, you should do be like this because you're American. Mm. And so there were a lot of, um, confusion and securities that, um, was about my identity. Yeah. But thankfully, I did grow up in a very, uh, in an area that was hev- heavily populated with Koreans. So I still got to have that um, Korean culture in my life. Mm-hmm. But I also lived in an area with a lot of just white people.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was an interesting experience growing up with both cultures.
0: Got it. And now you. You you hang you hang on to any of it or not so much in New York. What's what's it like now?
1: No, um, I have absolutely become to um, I guess appreciate Korean culture more. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of um owning it more and rediscovering it within myself more.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's not like my two identities fighting now. It's more of like the two identities um welding together. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool thing to discover.
0: Right. Embracing your mixture and your like one of a kind, like only we can only be who we are and then on top of it putting both cultures together as opposed to trying to pick one or the other. So cool. Right. Uh, New York City. Outside of wanting to audition, perform, dance class, all of that theater stuff. What do you like about and besides the photography? What could we find Lena doing in New York City? What do you like to do, like uh, hobby wise or hanging out wise or? Um. You go to silent. You go to silent discos. Do you (laughs) go axe throwing? Like, what's your deal?
1: I'm just going to admit right now I am a homebody. Okay, okay. Like I love being at home. You can ask any of my friends if they're like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" I'm always like, "Yeah, come over." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you want to go to this place?" How about we just hang out at your place? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can relate. I vibe that way as well. So, but no movies. Like if you're hanging out, you're not watching a movie though. So what are you doing at home? If you're if you're a homebody, what do you do at home?
1: Um, hang out with my dog. I watch a lot of Drag Race, as I've mentioned before. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Um. What else? Oh, lots of editing photos. I sit around all day doing that. Um, Facetiming with my brother quite a lot. So I'm not just sitting around doing nothing.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that. I'm just saying if you're not watching movies, then you, you have, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to veg out to Netflix, you know? So obviously you're doing other stuff. So sounds like you're heavily involved with the photography. Would you say at this point, it's kind of splitting down the middle with also your performance career or is it still more on the back end compared to your performance career?
1: I think it changes from time to time depending on how busy I am with each thing. So I don't find myself like being pulled toward one or the other. It's more like what opportunities come up when
0: it's more like, Oh, it's 2020 and we're in a pandemic. I guess I'm going to focus on photography a a bit more than performance.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you probably had uh, a lot of a lot of good practice or additional photo opportunities uh while the pandemic was going on for sure look i didn't know i was going to stumble upon that it just came to my head anything during the pandemic project wise that you were able to do that was like oh you know that time in our life really sucked but that project i got to do was kind of cool
1: um I got into really good shape and learned how to bake.
0: <laughs> All right. Favorite baking recipe or thing that you, that you make.
1: Um, Hawaiian butter mochi.
0: All right. Sign me up. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> sign me up. All right, Lena, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the episode. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. All right, everyone. That was Lena Lee. You can uh, check out her Instagram, Lena Lee 512 on the inside. You give her a follow. Uh, you can check out her website that's in the description of this episode. Yeah, all things Lena Lee. Make sure that you follow along. Special thanks to BPN again, Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Joe Roscoe. Don't forget, DM me... What did I say? I can't remember. Do you remember? I how you chuckle at it a little bit. Something about... Oh, the first street name you lived on, Right. Yeah, DM me the first street name you lived on for a chance to win some Bill for the Stage swag. And yeah, that's it. I'm Joe Roscoe. Actors are athletes. Train like one. Later.